Okay, welcome back to Solid 60 with Patrick Hamilton, that's me, and you only. So settle in and listen, I've done a lot of work today, I skipped Jiu-Jitsu, I didn't do too much work, I was up since 4, managed to finish by 12 hours later basically, and then get into this, um, which was a few hours of preparation, interspersed with way too much time on Facebook, and a couple of episodes of Frequency, which I'm rounding out cancelled series after one season painful stuff but to be fair i can see why it's uh, not all there anyway let's uh, roll on i did write an article beyond the con seven to match up with um this episode uh, don't tell me i got that all wrong because the last one on the website is number six so yeah we are synchronized finally uh so 15th of may by the time it goes online this however is the 14th it's a monday and that's when I do this, no matter what. It might not go up on whatever app you use for... I use CastBox, basically. And obviously can't say entire words. I swallow half of them. But basically, if I enunciate properly, um, I use CastBox. Uh, there's plenty of other ones, though. Apparently, Stitcher Premium is the go now. Because you can only get Wolverine on that plus archives of um, anything Kevin Smith has done. Thankfully, I've already listened to all his stuff since I started doing pod- listening to podcasts about a year ago. It's a good thing I was OCD enough to go through the archives before they uh, put a huge paywall up. I don't know how much they're charging, but still, just given how much free content there is, uh, I was a little bit disappointed to see him go in that direction. I think I've talked about that already. Though I'm in two minds. I mean, you do want to eventually be able to make some money from the format if there's enough listeners. I just don't know why advertising isn't enough. It's good enough for commercial TV. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, who listens to the ads? That's a problem. Maybe they're not getting enough proof of proof of concept. Yeah, that's... Uh, the problem there, maybe uh, they're not justifying any kind of decent money, even if it's really popular podcast, or if it's based on how much they use. That you always see hear them give out like a little code to use on the website when they're purchasing, whether it's Meundies, Stamps.com. I don't want to give away too many more brand names for free, but basically, every single time you hear them advertised, they give them a code based on that podcast, so they know. How many people actually listened to the ad and uh, how effective it was. So if that's not bringing in enough dollars, they need to start charging for the episodes as well. Um, like Ralph Garman has. No more free Monday episodes. Which means for now I won't be listening to him, even though I love his work. He's a little old and grumpy, but he does know his uh, stuff and has some great guests on for the interviews. So I will miss that as a part of my routine. But um, I just can't quite do it, given how much of a backlog of good content there is that is free. So I'm not going to be a, a one-star general quite yet. But for now, I'm doing my own, and that's got two names, Beyond the Con on the website and Solid 60 here. I'm a bit conflicted about the two different names, but basically this is Beyond the Con plus a lot more personal rambling and so on. So yeah, they're slightly different products, so that's fine. Uh, but I will try and start the article because I put a fair bit of time into it and hopefully that shows. Uh, 15th of May. Well, it's already mid-May 2018, just a few weeks away from the very middle of one of the busiest and chaotic years pop culture has 
scene. Yeah, I already found something there to fix. That's pretty good. This is why you do it before you put it online. Uh, Netflix and other streaming services are, like Hulu are fast cementing themselves as the new players in entertainment. Not just plucky upstarts, but clearly here to stay. And creators are now looking to them to fund the next project or save it when a traditional network swings the axe. So that's one sentence. I will need to... Uh... Uh, with the last few weeks being a flurry of cancellations of even popular shows, the importance of Netflix, etc. will only grow. And we will keep you posted on what gets picked up and what goes quietly into the dying night. I do, and I do want to have a photo up on there and just make it a bit easier for people to... It's not so much an attention-seeking thing. It's more that, you know, you're trying to build a brand and, and people identify and relate better to an actual person rather than a monolithic, just, just hey, that's that website. I, I want to basically make it easy to break the ice maybe at conventions and so on, events. And I want to talk to people and be like, oh, you're the guy that writes that thing. You know, pipe dreams maybe, but you got to put yourself out there. So start doing a little bit more self-promotion. And yeah, maybe there's some ego in it, but I think there is a practical side to it as well. You know, for the content, man. For now, though, it's on to our regular segment, the heroes and zeros of the last fortnight or so. Uh, it's been a bumper crop this time around, so I'm going to run through all the nominees at a swifter pace than usual. And then have one crowned the biggest douchebag or greatest hero of all. They will hold that honour for the time immemorial, or at least until next week's edition hits the presses. Heroes. Michael Damasi Jr. saves his twin brothers. Ah, oh, this kid's awesome. This four-year-old little legend has to take home the prize for the biggest hero of the day. Donating bone marrow to save his younger twin brothers. The four-month-old boy's... Uh, suffer from a genetic condition called chronic granulomatosis disease, an immune, an immune disease in which the immune system does not work properly, meaning even a common cold could become life-threatening. Doctors confirmed he was a donor match. There was no hesitation from the plucky little guy. His mother had told him he was going to be a real-life superhero, and the small boy who loves Captain America as well as Spider-Man, Batman and Superman seemed excited to join their ranks. The nurse told him that she was going to give him some giggle juice and he would go to sleep, his mother recalled. There's something sinister about that whole sentence, but given the uh, context, it's, it's fine. Just go with it. The post. Can you tell me what you did for your baby brothers? Michael. I saved them because I'm a superhero. The post. How did you do that? Michael. Bone marrow. What a true champion. Um, I did uh, drop out a few things there but you know like I said earlier I do have to uh, push through fast because I've got five heroes to deal with here and uh, yeah I think for, by far he's the biggest I mean they did just say they knocked him out but apparently removing bone marrow is quite painful so that is uh, definitely a sacrifice on his behalf whereas most of the other ones you know are doing their bit but they're not exactly um, killing themselves to do it it's just they're going above and beyond what they they could. I mean, like Bill Murray, for example, he could just stay at home and you know smoke weed or whatever he likes to do, drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes. Um, but hey, the 67-year-old comedy legend and actor took time out of his busy schedule to participate in what's becoming a massive trend: a gender reveal ceremony. People are constantly coming up with more creative ways to announce the gender of their unborn child. 
from burnouts with the tire smoke uh, being pink or blue to balloon releases and confetti explosions. Well, this couple somehow scored a coup and managed to rope in Bill Murray to pick his favourite driver and tee off at one of the more picturesque holes in front of a huge crowd of friends and family. As soon as his club hit the ball, it was vaporised into a cloud of blue powder and the celebrations ensued. Is there anything this guy won't do to help brighten up people's lives? So I've, I've said picturesque hole in front of a huge crowd. I haven't said where the golf course was. So I might have to come back and... And it just makes sense to, to mention the low, which golf course it is. I mean, you know, it would uh, help a little bit to place it somewhere. Austin Perrine. That's what a cool name. Another four-year-old, of course. There's two four-year-olds battling it out this week. This little fella from Alabama does all he can to bring warmth, cheer, and most importantly, food to the homeless in his neighbourhood. Once Austin learns some people are homeless and some are hungry, he launched this caped crusade. Told his mum and dad that he wanted all his allowance money uh, they would spend on toys to go towards chicken sandwiches instead. After he gives out each sandwich, he gives each person a bit of advice. Don't forget to show love, he tells them, and most do, immediately. Raymond Bowe says this kid gives him hope. Anyone who uh, meets Austin leaves with hope, and that's why, with any luck, someday President Austin won't be a superhero anymore. He'll just be a president. Oh. And the photos are amazing. He's this little black kid, and there's lots of shots of him handing out food to um, down and outs, and it's just heartwarming stuff. You can't fault it at all. Mark Hamill hits up hospitals and schools to help tomorrow's heroes. When this aging Jedi Knight isn't visiting sick kids in hospital or saving the galaxy, he's helping support grassroots organisations like the USC Neighbourhood Academic Initiative. That's a mouthful. NAI is a rigorous seven-year pre-college enrichment program designed to prepare students from poorer areas in South and East Los Angeles for university and if they knuckle down and get the right grades, provide them with full scholarships. What about the poor kids in uh, West and North? Maybe they don't have um, dodgy neighbourhoods there. The NAI program has graduated 990 students since 1997. Almost 400 have gone on to attend USC. Hamill, wearing a dark, almost Jedi-like suit, was marched on campus in the custody of a phalanx of stormtroopers and Darth Vader. He has been a long-time supporter and fundraiser for the program, and his own daughter, Chelsea, graduated at USC. May the force be with him for using his fame to back the, to give back to the community rather than just collect checks from Disney like so many of his fellow actors. I'm possibly throwing a bit of unnecessary shade there on unnamed actors, but hey, I know Harrison Ford does his bit and uh, definitely uh, there was a lot of good done by um, the princess herself. I have to type in. Uh, there we go, Princess Leia, but what's her name? Carrie Fisher. I'm sure she's done plenty for um, women in acting, and I know she wrote a lot and was just generally an all-round good person. So yeah, you can't really put too much. I'm talking about the ones you don't hear about, I guess, that just took their checks and put their head down, and that's fine. They can do that, but you know, all I'm saying is this guy does does go above and beyond. Um, I just do mention that whole wearing a suit um, and being marched on campus, but I don't mention why. 
I should probably uh, come back and throw in that there is a graduation ceremony or something. The Rock goes on a prom rampage. Uh, Katie Kelsenberg asked Dwayne Johnson an important question via Twitter last week. Will you rock it with me at prom? She did one of those video things. Hundreds of girls must do this, but he got back to her in a magnanimous gesture. He reached out and sent her a personalised video, not just thanking her for the promposal, but going to the effort of renting out her local theatre so her and 300 of her friends could watch his latest film, Rampage, with an unlimited supply of popcorn, drinks and snacks. See, the um, 12-year-old in me still gets excited at seeing like phrases like that where you can get unlimited drinks and popcorn and chocolate. Like, I just... A part of me can't think of anything more glorious than that. So, and, you know, they're a little older, maybe 15. That would still be a huge um, get for a lot of those kids. He couldn't attend in person due to filming commitments in Hawaii. What a life. But he sure went above and beyond, even when he had to turn her down. Anyone who has or is about to open up their own little library. Um, this was a stretch for me because I, don't, I do like to have a name uh, to lionize, but... Um, I did want to put this in here somewhere because I found a cute article about these tiny little bookshelves that get put up by people all over Canberra and apparently they are all over the country um, and it makes me curious about whether one would work in this street where I live. Um, it's pretty standard large front yards, kids running around playing cricket, fair bit of traffic considering it's not very wide or busy. Not like a busy main road but you still get a lot of uh, cars flying up and down. So I don't know if it's foot traffic friendly as in people would actually... Where would you put it? It would have to be out on the grass somewhere. and But it is inspiring stuff. They're kicked off in America by Todd Bowl and Rick Brooks. Such an obvious idea. It's almost shocking it hasn't been around longer. While most urban centres have libraries which are an essential part of any modern society, sometimes people find it hard to make the trip all the way into town to visit the full-sized book depository. Well... As of a few years ago, and more and more so, as people cotton onto the idea and open their own little libraries. But uh, yeah, you can now jump on a website and find a bookshelf close to you. Not for profit, but definitely for enriching local communities. These free to borrow from bookshelves come in a variety of colours, designs, and have a wide collection of genres and authors to choose from. With the internet and streaming media so prevalent these days, it's heartwarming to see a more traditional form of entertainment still thriving. And so many people willing to put so much of their time and energy to providing access to that medium. Check out the site yourself. You might be surprised to see how close your nearest library really is. The part of me that remembers reading actual books as a kid. I do have a soft spot for the written word. And uh, unfortunately rarely see it on the page anymore. It's usually on a screen. So someone out there should be turning pages. If not me right now. Uh, zeros. This gets fun. Twitch for shutting down the Linus Tech Tips channels for no good reason. At the end of April, the guys behind the long-running and very popular 663,000 followers tech channel Linus Tech Tips lost all the videos they had been hosting on Twitch thanks to a DMCA takedown notice. The copyright claim is confusing as none of their content contains anything belonging to other creators and they're unable to dispute the claim. They basically had to re-upload everything to YouTube and start from scratch over there. Good game, Twitch. Yeah, I don't really have more information than what's on the Twitter page. So I don't really have a photo to go with that other than 
like a screen cap of the Twitter complaint. But yeah, I thought it was really shitty. Um, it's an example of problems I've dealt with when Facebook's disabled my profile or whatever, given me a holiday, and it's like you can't talk to anyone about it or dispute it. It's just you got to suck it up. So that kind of faceless bureaucracy you deal with in, with social media, yeah, it's, it can be quite frustrating. And given how much work they would have put into those videos um, and the time it takes to build a fan base, that uh, I can only imagine the frustration. Uh, then we've got Jeremy Lamb for bullying a high schooler because she wore a dress he didn't like. Okay, so he wasn't the only 20 years to harass the teenager of over her choice of dress for prom, but he pops up as one of the first in every article I could find, and once the snowball got rolling, it was hard to stop. Thankfully, the support she got was just as fierce, and Kazayo Ginger Dorm, what a name. I hadn't really noticed it until I had to say it out loud. Jesus. Uh, she stayed strong and didn't back down over her innocent celebration of one of the most important nights of her youth. Eventually, the issue went viral, and media outlets all over the globe jumped onto the bandwagon. It even made it to China, where there was overwhelming support for her fashion choice, and in some people's eyes a vindication that her intentions were nothing other than love for the colour and style of the outfit. While whitewashing and blackface are becoming hot-button topics in the media and cosplay these days, this was far from something that needed to be condemned on a high schooler's personal social media page. Um, yeah, I remember a big debate about that on Facebook with a few friends, and we even talked about it a little bit on the last episode of Banana Split. Uh, she doesn't think that the Chinese people themselves saying it was okay counts. It's more about the Chinese people that are picked on in America that uh, would have a problem with it. But I couldn't see any evidence of that either. And it's not like, I mean, there's a fetishization of Chinese women, sure. But how does a white woman wearing a whatever that costume was play into that? I, I, I just, nope. Um, whoever stole the Mark One Iron Man suit, like a plot ripped from the pages of a Marvel comic, somebody has stolen the original Tony Stark's Iron Man suit. It was a screen-used costume with over half a million dollars. The hunt is on for the villain who did it, the real-life caper unfolding when workers at a Pacoima, California warehouse noticed the pricey bit of Stark tech had gone missing. Let's hope S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever real-life agency is tasked with the mission finds its this dangerous tech soon. Kalen Matthias for taking down World of Warcraft servers. A 38-year-old Romanian man is going to do a one-year stretch in a U.S. federal prison for launching a, serious, a series of DDoS attacks against World of Warcraft in 2010. That's how long it takes for the wheels of justice to die. Uh, he unleashed his digital fury after getting into an unspecified beef with other players. Matthias's attack was motivated by juvenile desire to win the game and for others to lose it. Uh, angered by a player he regularly computed, competed against, the defendant determined to defeat his WoW opponents by interrupting the game's server so they could not access the game, according to Defence Sentencing Memorandum. Uh, let's go. Between February and September in 2010, typically in, connect, typically in connection with in-game disputes, with other players, Matthias has launched DDoS attacks on World of Warcraft servers in Europe. His attacks called World of Warcraft servers to crash and prevented some paying customers from accessing the game. Matthias was indicted for the crime in 2011 
following an investigation by the FBI, but was only extradited to the US to face justice last year. He's been in custody since November 20, 2017. He agreed to plead guilty to a single count of intentional damage to a protected computer. In exchange, the US government agreed to drop separate charges related to an attempted hack and robbery of Ingram Micro in 2004. Along with a one-year prison sentence, paid $50,000 in restitution to Blizzard to cover the cost of defending against his attacks. Let's hope this sore loser has learned his lesson and will take his lumps while eating humble pie next time he gets owned when online gaming. And I was really uh, a fellow kid there and spelt it with a P. <laughs> I'm one of the boys. Uh, that is once he gets out of federal, federal prison. Mohammed Zog for scaring the crap out of shoppers in Tehran. Okay, so the spokesperson for the Alge Arts and Media Organization probably isn't the one who organized the stunt, but he's the only one, name we have other than the director, Ibrahim Hatamikia. Jeez, they're Iranian. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing. Of the movie they were promoting Damascus Time. He's doubling down in defending the outrageous prank is worthy of zero inclusion though. Preparing the Walking Dead PR campaign, which included actors dressed as zombies behind glass doors and on bus advertising, to the storming of a busy shopping centre by apparently armed to the teeth terrorists, was a stretch too far, even for this open-minded writer. In the videos, they are clearly seen behaving in an aggressive manner. On one stage in the food court, they are seen knocking food off tables and yelling at diners and shrieking war cries typical of ISIS or Daesh fighters. Uh, one angry father runs over and bravely takes them to task for their lack of concern for how many children and shoppers might not be aware it's a stunt and be traumatised by their actions. Sure, they got a few smiling selfies with the few people who got it, but in this day and age, running into a busy shopping mall festooned with grenades and targeting AK-47s is probably the last thing you want to do if you want to, one, promote anything, and two, stay alive. Uh, local authorities had no idea what was happening, and the actors were very lucky they got out of there alive. I should change that to in one piece, English teacher advice right there. Showbiz news. So I didn't pick a, a worse zero. One, they're all pretty bad. Um, dollar suit, that is worth a lot of money, so that's also not good. Uh, the Warcraft thing is kind of funny. It is outright evil scaring people that does suck in a way but um yeah it's going to be i'll need someone to vote maybe i should have a vote on the uh, page that might be a fun way to get people involved and in actually reading these things the problem is in each if you do one of those polls you have to really explain the nominees and you don't have room to do that so i don't know i think it'll be too much you're demanding they read the links that I'd post to the different... I can't see it, uh, getting more than two or three clicks. So I just have to decide myself for my own enjoyment. I mean, I'm tempted to go with the Warcraft hacker guy, but he got so hammered for that. I mean, a year in federal prison uh, and $50,000 for someone from Romania. Christ, he got hammered. Uh, it was none of the others really got... Like, the Iron Man guy hasn't been caught. Jeremy Lamb just got you know, shamed a little bit for being a douche. Twitch, zero things happened to them. Um, yeah, none of the others have got anything other than embarrassed. So yeah, it's kind of unfair to make him the worst uh, zero as well. 
I really got to maybe call them villains. I don't know. And there is something in me that does appreciate the drama of them going in to a shopping mall dressed like terrorists. I mean, the chaser basically did that uh, at that um, World 7 Leaders thing in Sydney a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, they didn't have any weapons. And all he did was get out of one of the limos and be like, hey, I'm an actor. Uh, so it wasn't quite as threatening. I don't know. And, and you know, it was just pissing off the cops because there was no people around other than security. Uh, is this? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with this Zog dude for scaring the shoppers. And, you know, just the, the footage of them walking around this food court, it is pretty scummy. They, you know, when you do a, a movie promotion type thing, you expect them to be friendly and hang out. And these guys were tearing the place up and shouting at randoms and just literally picking up trays of food and rubbish and throwing it on the floor and yeah that was just it just looked really shitty and like they were basically drunk teenagers they're going at the top of the list that will be my choice but now on to showbiz news it's a new little segment because i found so much stuff that i couldn't really use as heroes or zeros but i thought i had to kind of throw in here somewhere the simpsons for example becoming the longest running show ever the creator of the simpsons which recently became the longest running scripted primetime series with its 636th episode uh, still doesn't care about the criticism of its most stereotypical character uh, the indian quickie mart owner apu i'm not going to say the last name it's long uh, matt groening told reporters i'm proud of what we do on the show and i think it's a time in our culture where people love to pretend they're offended. A controversy came into the spotlight with Harry Kondabalu's documentary, The Problem with Apu, which highlighted the shopkeeper's over-the-top accent and mannerisms. Last week, Hans Azaria, really thought it was Hank, uh, who voices Apu, said that the idea that anyone young or old, past or present, being bullied uh, based on Apu, really makes me sad i really think the most important thing is to listen to indian people and their experiences uh, i really want to see indian south asian writers in the writers room including how apu is voiced or not voiced i'm perfectly willing to step aside it just feels like the right thing to do to me so it looks like the voice artist is a little more open to accepting criticism of the way the character leans into some stereotypes but as long as mr groaning is around the show will stick to its guns it's been a long time since I've watched the show, and from all reports, it's lost its edge. Now being routinely referred to as Zombie Simpsons. The wear and tear obvious in the voices of the characters, the repetition of the storylines, and lack of relevance in popular culture. Less obvious to anyone born after the 90s, but for someone who grew up when it was the biggest show in the world, it's sad to see its decline. Still, it draws a steady paycheck for hundreds of employees and entertains millions of fans. So even if it doesn't reach the heights it used to, it still has a role to play and will clearly be on our screens for a few more years yet. Yeah, I did a fair bit of reading on this and um, it's amazing the amount of effort and passion there is out there for The Simpsons. Like there's just these long essays um, all over the place on why it's gone bad and at what point. I didn't mention it here, but it's about the sixth season. We started. It's just been a long downhill run since then. So, um, and watching the clip I just saw on the visit to New Orleans, yeah, it was pretty, there wasn't anything clever about it. It was just Homer eating a whole bunch of food and Lisa wanting to see museums. And of course he then just keeps eating food and it's like, yeah, 
okay they used to be edgy and take on big issues and now it's just psych ags and stick with it bring it back to the roots but I, I you know you had all these writers and season six that kind of drifted away like Conan O'Brien and some of these really top-notch dudes and I guess they haven't been able to keep up that quality uh, Academy expels two long-standing members the hashtag me too movement finally took some sculpts in one of the oldest and most resistant to change organizations in Hollywood Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski have, have now all been stripped of their membership of the Academy of Motion, Pictures, Arts and Sciences. While Harvey lost his in October last year, the other two are more recent expulsions and their removal along with Kevin Spacey's from the International Academy of Television, Arts and Sciences delivers the final nail in the coffin of the most notorious old men of Hollywood. Now, that's all I could find on Spacey, that the TV people let him go. Um, or would, they wouldn't give him an award for uh, House of Cards that he was supposed to get but I couldn't find anything about him being kicked out of but you know, surely he was in it and now isn't I might have to do some more research there whether any of them will be able to stage a Mel Gibson like comeback range to be seen but given the current climate being a lot less forgiving of sexual predators than it used to be that seems pretty unlikely Peppa Pig banned in China cartoon icon Peppa Pig has been banned from a Chinese video app after being deemed a subversive icon. Yep, really, Peppa Pig. Um, from a Chinese video app, so more than 30,000 videos of the popular kids character have been removed from the app Douyin alongside the hashtag Peppa Pig, the state-run Global Times claims. Why? Well, the cartoon has proven wildly popular among Chinese children ever since it launched in the country in 2015. Its downfall was that it also gained traction among adults and made its way into countercultural memes. Peppa Pig is not the only Western children's character to be censored in China, with Winnie the Pooh blacklisted last year after comparisons between the iconic bear and President Xi Jinping. So, if you're a popular children's show in China, please cross your fingers and hope none of your characters start getting used to poke fun at the government. You'll quickly find yourself disappearing like half of our favourite characters in a recent Marvel movie. The biggest news in this space was the unexpected cancellation, then salvation, of one of the most popular comedies of all time. I might have been overdoing it there. Brooklyn 99 will return next year for a sixth season after NBC stepped in to rescue it from the gaping maw of television Oblivion. They'll be going into history for being awesome, but Oblivion sounds more depressing. Or where it could have gone. Though not rating as high as it could due to constantly being shuffled around at different time slots, the show consistently garners praise for its diverse cast and ability to embrace sensitive topics uh, with respect and still be funny. Just go with respect and humour. It just rolls off the tongue better. Hopefully in a stable new home, the ratings climb to where they belong and we get a few more solid gold years of the gang keeping the 99th precinct safe but more importantly, very funny. Another show that was saved from the brink was the Lethal Weapon series with the recasting of the sidekick Sean William Scott. Best known for playing the Randy Stifler in 1999 comedy American Pie, who will replace Clayne Crawford, what a name, as Damon Wayne's co-star in the series. Clayne was fired after repeated claims of sexual misconduct and harassment were made by different women on the set. In the past, with all the millions vested in the production, this might have been swept under the rug, but thankfully that's no longer acceptable and he was moved on. Last but not least is a blast from the past, but a breath of fresh air all the same. Classic 
comedy duo Bill and Ted actors Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter will reunite, reunite for another adventure almost 30 years after the first film was released. They must battle the unravelling of time and space itself unless they and their fully grown daughters go on an adventure and come up with the greatest song of all time. It will be interesting to see how much they update the characters given all the time that's gone by since the last outing. Hopefully the writing is just as tight and punchy as ever. Cancelled content. No. I don't know why I'm putting these in bold, the headlines, because when I copy it over to WordPress, it just drops out all the... Designated Survivor with Kiefer Sutherland has bit the dust. I guess the title was a little optimistic. (laughs) Scorpion with Robert Patrick about a high-tech group of agents taking down terrorists can save the world, but apparently not their ratings drop. Lucifer is a hit with the girls and many tears being shed about the demise of Fox's popular fantasy series based on the Neil Gaiman novels of the same name. Tom Ellis is the charismatic star and is overwhelmed by the support of his fans who have started a social media movement called Hashtag Save Lucifer. Well, that's original. Which, if enough noise is made in the space, should point to Netflix or Hulu giving it a second chance. At only three seasons so far, the writers and showrunners have said they have many more stories to tell, so fingers crossed they get to tell them. Finally, there's a personal favourite and darling of many true sci-fi fans, The Expanse. Sci-Fi's The Expanse will end its run on the network after the season three finale airs in early July. So I've I've only got that long to wait. According to Deadline, Sci-Fi will not renew the space drama for a fourth season, but Alcon Television Group will shop the series to other potential buyers. So there is hope for fans wishing to see more of the series. Based on the popular science fiction novels written by James S.A. Corey, there are seven books with the eighth title coming out later this year. So there's definitely more story left to tell. The Alcon Group, who finances the series, responded to the news of the cancellation. We're very disappointed. The show will not be returning to sci-fi. We respect sci-fi's decision to end this partnership, but given the commercial and critical success of the show, we fully plan to pursue other opportunities for this terrific original IP. I like their confidence and I'm crossing all fingers and toes that someone does pick it up, but given the middling rating so far, it doesn't matter how passionate their hardcore fans are. Without the numbers to justify the millions a full season would cost, it looks like it will go the way of Firefly. Three seasons and a movie, anyone? For now, that's all the news we have. See you in a week. Um, God, that I can't believe I got through that in, you know, only forty minutes or so, because uh, sure took a lot longer to write and uh, polish it off with photos and links tomorrow. For now, though, I'll jump over to Facebook. <laughs> Nine notifications. Isn't this, isn't this going to be fun to listen to? Um, but yeah, I'm not going to drag you through them all. It's it's really just likes and little comments from randoms that aren't very compelling so I'll update you on my fitness which is very poor I was going through my videos today from the truck dash cam because I drove straight over the top of a cat at uh, about 5 in the morning I was on the M4 doing over 100 and it was in lane 1 and one second the road was clear and the next there was a cat right under my front tyres did not feel a thing looked about the same size and it was the same color as Compi. Just don't know what happened. Tried to bring it up on the dash cam, but all the videos had been 
by that point uh, it loops it basically starts re-recording over the top so that was kind of disappointing but also I'm not sure I would have, would have wanted to watch that footage if it I mean, you wouldn't have seen anything gory but just the shock of it running out and looking at me like it happened in about half a second had no time to react turn break anything it was just weird and uh, hopefully that's the last time that happens um, but anyway that that's about as exciting as the day got I um, did a few jobs had my first day at Silverwater in the morning because apparently the other driver screwed up uh, too much there so he's now doing crushing which he's welcome to it is a nightmare um, a bit closer to me but it's just huge and uh, messy um, whereas Silverwater is a little easy to get around and the problem was that one crusher that had no access to the fuel tank I didn't know where the fuel tank was it was dark I had to do all the climbing over the rocks uh, that I fear the most there's two things I don't like getting the hose stuck on things and climbing over mounds of rocks in the dark and that had both if there's another thing it's you know when, once you're at a site it's probably having to drop it down a pit and getting a the attention of the operator down there and then making sure you can get the thing back up without falling into the pit which today yeah i did have at freshwater but it's it's slowly getting a little bit easier there though i did have to wait for forklift to move a barrier out of the way so i could actually get in there but that's fascinating cool story bro yeah that was it just the cat and uh silver water now i know where the crusher is and i did tell them to make a uh, ramp for me next time it should be easier tomorrow which isn't about four hours so i should probably get some z's god that's a douchey way to put it but yeah I, I will go to bed now thank you for listening keeping this short see you in a solid week bro thank you and peace out Thank you.